in his early years. Writer and poet Archibald MacLeish wrote a poem, which he entitled, The End of the World. It set in what he imagined. He imagined the world as a huge circus tent with a dynamic and colorful performance going on. And the tent is packed with spectators. Quite unexpectedly, as a viscerod, the armless ambidextrian was lighting a match between his great and second toe. And Ralph the lion was engaging in biting the neck of Madame Sassman while the drum pointed and Teeny was about to cough in waltz time, swinging Jocko by the thumb. Quite unexpectedly, the top blew off. And there, there overhead, there hung over those thousands of white faces, those dazed eyes, there in the starless dark, the poise, the hover, there with vast wings across the canceled skies, there in the sudden blackness of the pall of nothing, 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 nothing at all. The poem speaks of MacLeish's lifelong search for meaning in life and his struggle to find some logic, some meaningful reason behind it all. His search led him to the study of the biblical character of Job, the personification of the question of meaning and suffering of the righteous. This is not the sermon I planned to preach this morning. This is not the white stole I wanted to wear, signifying the joy and assurance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ with its promise of life eternal. I did not want to put on an orange stole signifying the violent death of innocence. This time, children, eight, nine, ten-year-olds. Again, less than two weeks ago, we were here, the clergy wearing orange stoles to signify the slaughter of other innocents, ordinary people just doing a bit of shopping in their local grocery store. Most were black, apparently seen as some kind of threat to an 18-year-old shooter besotted by some insane theory of white racial superiority. This time we've witnessed the slaughter of 19 children and their two teachers. The shooter was again 18 years old. We really know little about him or his motives. Also today, in the streets and villages of Ukraine, are littered with bodies of civilians brutally murdered by the same class of weapons used in Uvalde, Buffalo, 
Las Vegas, Charleston, Columbine, Parkland, Sandy Hook, and on and on and on. I did not want to preach today as I struggled with my own emotions and wondered how I might communicate something, anything that might offer solace. Maybe I thought in that search for something to say, I will find some peace for myself. We need not dwell on the grisly details beyond the observation that the usual means of visual identification of victims at Uvalde was not possible. Fragments of clothing and DNA had to do. Why, we cry out, why can we not find some way to end this seeming madness? Is this to become the unique American way of death? Roman Bishop Daniel Flores at Brownsville, Texas commented, don't tell me that guns aren't the problem. People are. I'm sick of hearing it. The darkness takes first our children, who then kill our children, using guns that are easier to obtain than aspirin. We sacralize death's instruments and then are surprised that death uses them. Why? Why indeed? More generally, why do bad things keep happening to good people? The question has haunted us from the beginning, and it still haunts us. We will not answer it this morning. It's the central question posed by the biblical account of Job. Job's friends attempted to provide him with reasonable answers but did not get away with it. And there are even more stories if we look more closely at one of our, at our first reading this morning. Look at Luke's account of Paul and Silas and their miraculous release from prison. What happened to the slave girl whose powers of divination irked Paul and caused him to drive out the spirit? What then became of her? She was still a slave, but no longer able to provide wealth for her owners. So she was likely beaten and perhaps even sold off. She was, after all, only a worthless piece of property. And what of all the other prisoners in the jail after the earthquake that freed Paul and Silas? All the doors were open, but it appeared they were all not set free. And these are things beyond our ability to understand. Many years after Archibald MacLeish wrote How the World Ends, he wrote a play in verse form. It was called J.B. And it was his response to the lifetime of struggling with the question of evil in the world and the old dilemma 
of why bad things happen to good people. There are the expected characters of J.B., his friends, a Dr. Zeus, and Sarah, his wife. As the play ends, J.B. has concluded that he is basically alone in the world. There are no answers, and there is no one to help him. He senses that light has gone out in the world. The roof of the tent of the circus has indeed been blown off. But Sarah says to him, you wanted justice and there was none. There is only love. J.B. replies, it's too dark. It's too dark to see. Sarah responds, then blow on the coal of the heart, my darling. The coal of the heart, he responds. She continues, it's all the light we have now. Blow on the coal of the heart. The candles in the church are out. The lights have gone out in the sky. Blow on the coal of the heart, and we'll see by and by. We'll see where we are. The wick won't burn and the wet soul smolders. Blow on the coal of the heart, and we'll know. We'll know. Blow on the coal of the heart? Blow on the coal of the heart. There is only love. In the face of tragedy so sharp, we can hardly bear it. There is only love. On this last Sunday of Eastertide, the new fire we brought so joyfully into this room during the Easter Vigil, the Paschal Candle, still burns. It is the light of love, the love of God in Christ for us and for each other. It will burn again as we lay those we love to rest in God's eternal arms. It will burn at the Easter Vigil next year, no matter what wars, disasters, or loss of life we may endure in the coming year. It will burn in our hearts all the time if we let it. The light may seem dim, but the coal still smolders there. Let us blow on the coal of our heart so that it bursts into the flame of love. And that love will sustain us through loss, through calamity, through good times and bad, through celebration and mourning. 
We love because God first loved us. So let us blow on the coal of our hearts. Amen. <laughs>